Hey, welcome to Fans of the Forge. We are here for Season 6, Episode 18, The Messer Sword. I'm right. Chris, and to my left we have... You got Sean. No Teresa again this week. She is still she's, uh, at camp, and she's yeah. going to be there the rest of the summer. All so right. It's her job. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see her well. when she gets back, and maybe sometime in between if, if it lines up. But anyway, we move on into our episode. Our Smiths for this episode, we had John Thunert, part-time bladesmith. It was noted, part-time bladesmith. Mm. No years given. Oh, so he just started two days before? I guess, I didn't okay. say. And uh, he's at MrBug78 on Instagram if you want to look him up. Then we have Tanner Hetke, who was part-time with three years of experience. And he is at Germanic underscore Forge. Then we had Jason Palmer, who was part-time bladesmith with five years' experience, and he is at blossoms.and.blades.forge. Okay. And then you had Jeff Peters, part-time, three years' experience, at Old Wolf Forge. All right. Those are the contestants. Okay. So nobody has a whole lot more experience than anyone else here. Looks like it's pretty even. All right. Hopefully you got an easy challenge, you know, because of the lack of experience. Oh, you... You think they would give them an easy challenge? Well, I mean, you know, only, yeah. There's nobody there that has more. They're not going to make them experience. like do some crazy stuff with like Damascus. Oh stuff, yeah, right? they would never give them anything like canister Damascus or. Well, like that, really. I mean, one canister, like all right, canister, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, what if I told you not only, did not they one, do, not just one canister. What? They did two. No. Two? No. Oh, come on, man. They, they wouldn't did, do that to these guys. They did it. They did it? They did it. They went there. Wow. Three canisters. Three, <laughs> three individual <laughs> canisters. The three canister challenge. And you had to make three. You had to take three oh, it was all materials. the same stuff? What? Oh, it's different materials? Three different materials. Well, it's all going to be hard, hardenable steel, right? I mean, <laughs> what? Well, what? I mean, that would make sense. would make this too easy. There's only two hardenable steels and then one non-hardenable mild steel. We oh have boy. 10 series steel in one of them, 5,200 ball bearings okay. in one of them, and then mild steel railroad spikes. Oh, great. So it's fantastic. Very, very interesting round one. And they were, what, cubes? Little cubes. Little cubes. Little cubes, and they had to then get those billets out of those cubes and make a single Damascus billet using all three of the billets they got from those mini cubes. That's, that's nutso. It is really... That's a little wild. That is really bonkers. For the for, yeah. for this round one competition, you know, uh, it's tough. That's that's a lot to do. I bet they keep count. track of their, their billets. Just, just fine, no problem. Right? Just fine, no yeah. problem. You would think so. But anyway, All they right. had to make a blade that was 12 to 15 inches with an overall length of 22 inches. So why don't we just get right down All to right. the nitty-gritty here. For John, he planned to do each can one at a time so that he wouldn't confuse them as he goes. So okay. That's one that's good plan. Um, he had some issues getting his canisters off, so he just goes to the grinder and grinds them right okay. off, and that worked pretty well. well. He welded his billets side by side so that it was three, you know, he spread it out into mm -hmm. a nice long rectangle, and then he stacked them side by side, and he went to go 
he was really concerned about warpage mm. because of this because yeah. it's all different metals on the side right. and that's how your blade's going to warp and ben is concerned that because the mild steel is on one, one side, side yeah it's gonna take a c shape yeah and, and just start to bend right but also john drops his billet a bunch of times and he says he thinks he might be the guy to get the the record for the number of times he's dropped his his steel while he's working it was falling all over the place he was it was it was yeah. all over the ground but anyway he quenched his blade and it was hard okay. so it seemed good good for tanner he never made canister before okay all right season six <laughs> well all right oops yeah, but he's only been doing this for three years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's still very early on. And that would be, I mean, I consider doing a canister and it, it makes me nervous to even think about that. I'm barely working with mono steel right yeah. now. So You'll get there. In, yeah. Maybe in three years. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he marks his canisters with different numbers of stripes so that he can identify his. Well, that's so a good plan. That worked well for yeah. him. He, uh, he had, you know, it was everybody pretty much had issues getting their canisters off. Yeah. So he went and he ground his off as well. And he, by the time he does get them off, there's 30 minutes left in the round. He hasn't made a billet or a knife Ooh. shape at all yet. And he has to forge while these things all right. into one billet, billet. So literally in the last, you know, half hour, he gets this billet put together and gets it manages to put together a decent knife shape and it was really nice. surprising so in the last five minutes he uh he decided he wanted to dip it in acid yeah just because he wanted to see where his mild steel ended up and he right. couldn't tell if it was on the edge and when he takes it out he's looking at it and he goes oh it's really warped i didn't realize it was so badly warped and oh, he so can just straighten it out no problem just straighten it out no problem take a piece of cold steel and just bend it on your leg All right it snaps <laughs> oh well it snaps right in half how about then it was what he had he had time to fix it right oh oh you mean the five oh, you seconds mean five left seconds in the round? Left. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! That was. I guess rough. he should have looked at the clock before he did <laughs> he that. Like, or uh, <laughs> you judge it. five seconds left, and you're like, "This thing's bent to hell. What am I supposed to do?" Guess I'll bend it. I guess I'll fix it. Yeah. So you're pushing on as hard as you can. You know, you're trying to win a competition. <laughs> you're not gonna win that way. <laughs> well, you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, but anyway, it breaks in freaking half. half. It was really crazy. In half. in half. And then we move on to Jason who also never made canister right. before, he immediately realizes he doesn't know what he put in any of his canisters. Mm. So that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. That's and then rough. while he's working, he's working on one of his, his canisters and it starts shooting sparks and starts leaking everywhere. Yeah. So he has to throw it away, right. but he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's in it. What's in this freaking thing. And he goes, well, I think I saw a ball bearing fall out when I dropped it. Right. Like, so it hadn't fully forge welded everything yet. So it must be ball bearing. So I'll do another ball bearing one. And uh, he creates a new a cube. And while all this is happening, Ben is sitting there uh -huh. having a psychic premonition. <laughs> yeah. Saying he could grind the cans off of these and, and etch with etch them to see what they look like right. and then he'll know 
what the third should material be able to know is what's that in he there. needs. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. No. He just just goes with he just, what he thought, yeah. which is the, the ball bearings. And we'll see how that plays I out. I wonder how much he actually had um, done with that can yet. Like, I don't know if he had gone to the press and was it already compressing been, it. It hadn't barely Because why been. just cut the, cut the fucker open and see what's in there? Take it to the chop saw and just hack it and, and you know, yeah, cut it in half know. and see what's in there. Yeah, you should. Well, that's what, that's, so that's exactly kind of what Ben I mean, was He's like about. saying like grind, you know. He was saying grind it, but. I would just take it you, to the chop. Yeah, cut. if you knew you had to get rid of it. Right, you it's already busted. It, just, yeah, go right into it. Now, you know, you have to cool it down super quick and just do it. Yeah, just. It doesn't matter at that point. Okay. Just throw it in the water, yeah. cool it down quick, and right. then just chop into it. You should probably be able to, and then you could probably, would you be able to see if you, if you have a saw blade go through something like that? Would you still I, be able to see I the think, difference in material? I would think so because it's powder and it's it's whatever is throughout, and it's only yes. it's only a cube. So even if you cut it, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's small. We'll get into I would this a say bit more. That you should be able to see what was in it. That's my theory. I, I agree with you. I think that makes sense. But he does manage to quench his blade, doesn't know what steel yeah. he has in it. And then we move on to Jeff, who he did something with the tops of his cans. He he ground them down so that they would go. Oh inside. yeah, so they yeah. So they sunk in and he said it was to remove any air prevent air gaps from right. happening, which yeah, it's the first time I've seen that. And the judges were like, Why wouldn't you just weld it outside and just fill it up more with the the yeah. powder or whatever. Just so fill it up to the top of powder and then yeah. weld it like everyone else is doing. And then when he gets his billets made, he decides to stack them side by side so that it's three rectangles like this side by side on their edges. Yeah. Which is an interesting idea. Cause Wasn't you... Ben saying some weird shit like that? Ben was like, I would do it like this so he was gonna he would did I, he was did like I, oh i would put the mild steel at the tang and then harden at the the blade edge and i'm like how the hell would you do that you'd have to stack so like, he was saying stack them lengthwise you'd have to have them like as a billet squared off whereas no, most of the guys i think are coming out with flat billets and then they're layering them right as sh like sheets almost if you would but You'd have to have it as like a a chunk to to do what Ben is saying, and then flatten that out. I think there so. was he had some reasoning behind it. I don't know offhand how it would exactly yeah. work, but Jeff goes the opposite way, but still kind of different than anyone would see because of the way he stacks it on yeah. the sides like that, and then welds it together, and then you know squeezes it down right. to his billet. Mm. Um, and then he quenches, and he gets a crazy warp. Like, yeah. you see that from, like, as soon as he pulls it out, the thing's like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh! Yeah. Um, and then Ben said, you know, he could fix it if he was to heat it back up, bend it past right. the, in the opposite direction, and right. then quench it again. And, and you know it's going to come back. A certain amount, yeah. right? So if you, if you right. compensate this way enough, it should go relatively straight. Yep. I'll say something real quick. Yeah. I saw on one of the Facebook groups, uh, a guy was saying that when he does uh, some shit like this or a San Mai, he does mild steel on the outside, harden in the middle, and 
because of that, he, if there's a bend, he'll just bend it cold or something like that. And because the mild, the mild steel holds everything in place, so there's no risk of the blade breaking because there's no hardened steel on the outside. Somehow the mild steel keeps everything kosher somehow. Everyone's like, how, what, what, what? But he's like, he does it all the time, he says. There's something about it. But that doesn't seem to make sense. Doesn't seem to make sense, but he swears by it. I know minimal about grain structure, but I feel like if there's an issue with your hardened steel that and it's brittle in the middle of your knife, I suppose the mild steel might. There was some more explanation to it. But he must still be grinding made, down to the hardened steel for the. Well, I think edge. just for the edge. But he's saying and, and stuff like this, you don't have to worry about heating it back up to take a bend out. You can just bend it. Or some guys, you know, after yeah. the quench and they're heating it back up, and blah blah blah. You don't need to do that. Just because of the way it's layered. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look at see if I can find that. But anyway, for the judging of this episode, for John. Dave likes that there was no warping, but he did have a very heavy blade. For Jeff, Ben liked the profile, but the warp is terrible. It was pretty wacky. Uh, For Tanner, Doug commended him for his effort, even though his blade did break at the Mm -hmm. end there. And then for Jason, this was like (laughs) watching a court case yeah you know, where an investigator right. came in or like or ben was like a detective my cousin benny stand my cousin benny <laughs> <laughs> so ben took the piece from the canister that jason had yeah. thrown away right and he did he what fished he it out of the garbage can well or whatever it was you're assuming it was i just i just want to <laughs> that visual, I like, see, yeah, they, I can see he was like, trash. I know that thing's down in here. Where there is it? Is. Oh, like, gonna... sifting through some banana peels and whatnot, <laughs> some old like carcass parts and stuff from the old <laughs> testing. So he takes it out, yeah. he grinds off the can, yep. and he etches it like he said. Right. And wouldn't you know it, he had the piece right there to show the railroad spikes. Yeah, the head of the railroad spikes were perfectly visible yep. and so because of that Jason did not have all the required materials and did not meet the parameters for that blade so it comes down to what's worse yeah one guy's missing a steel the other right. guy broke his in half right so they make such a big deal about those parameters all the time they're, they're, they're hitting hard this they're, season they're you hitting mean? pretty hard and wouldn't you know it, they stuck with the parameters and said that because he was missing a steal, Jason was not meeting them and he had to leave. Yeah. And they thought that Tanner could potentially well, fix his blade. Listen, my argument would be, well, Tanner didn't turn in a blade that met specifications for length because it's in half. It's broken in two pieces. But their explanation was, oh, he, he met, he did what they asked him to do aside from his blade being broken. But, I mean, I, you could argue either way on that one. Yeah, that's really tough. That's I, I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. I don't know if I have an opinion either way here. It's kind of like, eh, this is what the judges uh, chose. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's what, they, what they decided. So, Tanner gets a second chance. Yeah. And he has to come back with two pieces of steel and mm-hmm. make it one knife now. Yeah. So, that... 
should be interesting. So we move on to round two. All right, round two. So these guys have to make candles and have to fix their blades. They give him three hours to do it. So for John, he just needs to grind his blade to make it a little smaller. He thinks one of his bolts strips when he's attaching his handle, but he gets it tight enough. Yeah, so like he went and he grabbed pliers, and he was able to get the bolt yeah, to down a little more. Yeah, his Corby's was all racked or something. Yeah, it just wasn't right. Yeah. But. Uh, then he etches his blade to see where his railroad spike is in the blade, and he's happy with it where it is. Uh, for Tanner, he starts by welding his blade uh, using a MIG. Um, ben had some sort of thought on how to fix by cutting off some tang and using the oxycetylene torch to weld it. Yeah, which was, I mean, I suppose it'd be feasible. He was it's saying, feasible. It's a lot of work. And if you've never done torch welding, you're never going to try it. Right. I Because I've done it in a class and it was crazy and you no one it's not something you just know how to do so right. you know okay yeah. yeah uh anyhow as so tanner goes with the mig welds it up he knows it's gonna be mild steel that's what the mig is you know the, the filler metal is right um as he's grinding he notices a dip in his blade at the weld so we had some more weld beads and then he grabs some burl wood for his handle for Jeff, he puts his blade in the water and heats the spine to try and straighten it. Because mm-hmm. he was trying to take that crazy warp out. Um, and he loves the fit and finish process. And then he puts his almost complete knife back into a straightening rig. Uh, it doesn't break, but it's not perfect. But he's okay with it. It was like the last second. Yeah, it was right right down to the wire. And he's and the judge is like, what? Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to testing for a strength test, it's a baton bash in onto a railroad spike three times by Ben. For Jeff, the first strike did some damage, and there's still a significant warp. So for John, he survives the three strikes uh, in one piece. You can see exactly where he hit the railroad spike on the knife edge. Right. For Tanner, it survived the strength test, but there's noticeable damage at the weld. Right, which was mild steel. Which right. We all knew, we, so. Yeah. Uh, next test, apple slice test by Dave Baker. So for Jeff, the blade will cut, but the warp made it deflect upward slightly. Yep. Uh, for John, uh, it's got a real good edge, and it cuts beautifully. And for Tanner, it's got a real basic but comfortable handle. It cut well, uh, then cracked a few apples um, at the damaged piece, of, damaged piece of his edge. Right. Um, but it cut well again. So he had a good edge, except for the one spot right, where, where it was, was. Yeah, where it got beat up. So Tanner got the boot due to the edge damage during the strength test. Which, you know, it is hey, what it is, yeah, but he, know. he he didn't fail. It wasn't a catastrophic right. failure or anything. Yeah. So that was impressive because yeah. we've seen other people weld their blades and they failed almost immediately. Right. So he must have done a pretty good job with his weld. Isn't he uh, like a metal guy? I think so. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a he's a like a metal worker. He, kn- right. he knows his shit. Yeah. So we move to the final round. It is the the unveiling yeah. of this this round and yeah. Will pulls out the curtain and it's the Messer sword and then Dave Baker goes and the by knife yeah. boom right down in the table. And so it's a two weapon yeah. challenge. Awesome. So that's right off the right. bat. They're really kicking it up a notch. So the Messer translates to knife in German and it's actually a 15th century sword classification and the messers themselves were basically just they could vary from 
like one-handed something like this, like something <laughs> one-handed to a two-handed sword. Yeah. Um, but they're all qualified as messers. And they come with a guard attached via rivet, and then there's a curve and a clip point, which were very popular for hunters at the time. Mm-hmm. Then the by knife was the the knife that kind of went along with this with the hunters as yep. their skinning and cooking knife. Yeah. So they would have their by knife as their backup extra knife to have mm-hmm. on hand to take care of whatever they killed. Yeah. And it was an interesting com- yeah. uh, combination of weapons. So for the messer requirements, it had to be 24 to 26 inches in length with a fuller on each side, and the handle needs a disconnected knuckle bow, rear quillion, and a small side guard. And then the by knife had to be 7 to 8 inches in the blade, and then basically was like kind of yeah. matched the aesthetic, I guess, is what you want to go for, you know, for right. that part. Right, yeah, like a matching set. And then they do four days to complete. Okay. So uh, John starts with his buy knife on day one, forges it out, and then starts the messer. On day two, we got the buy knife heat treated. Day three, works on heat treating the, the sword. Uh, there's no cracks or warps. And on day four, works on fit and finish, and he collapses at the end. Yeah, he really yeah. just fell to the yeah, ground. Yeah, he fell to the ground. He <laughs> fell right, right out. Um. Moving on to Jeff on day one. Uh, he has two irons in the fire at the same time. He gets his blades forged out and then grinds in a fuller. Day two, ready to quench both blades. Uh, both the knife and a sword are hard. Um, he hand forges a guard out of railroad spike, grinds the shape of a wolf head into the guard, which, which is pretty. It looked good. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, didn't show anything on day three. Day four works on fit and finish. Decides to chop antler as a test. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. Why would yeah. you go with on the day ch- four? That is so nuts. If you break it, you're done. Yeah. Ah, oh, but he did it. He did it, and it was fine. Yeah. We come back to the forge for testing, and the kill test was a pig carcass slice and dice. For John, his messer sword was a little forward heavy. But both the sword and the knife were very sharp, and they mm-hmm. will kill. And then for Jeff, he had a beautiful balance on his messer. It was very easy for Doug to control forward and backward motions with it. And the edge of his by knife was razor sharp, and it will kill. Nice. Uh, what are we at? Strength test. All right. So for the strength test, Dave Baker's going to do a log chop. Three times in, and the by knife tip test, where he hammers it in, yeah. and, then and then bends the tip inside the wood. Yeah. So John, the messer edge is still sharp and straight. The handle is a little strange, but really well done. Mm-hmm. For Jeff, the messer is well balanced. Both pieces are beautiful, but the tip broke off. Mm, it's a little brittle. Yeah. At the end there. Yeah. And then the sharpness test was the rope slice surprise. Hello. Cut the rope, and then whatever is behind the curtain, which it just turned out to be blue liquid in tubes. Right. Hanging there. But okay. It was a surprise. Thanks, Doug. And then (laughs) John, his by knife is very sharp, but it did not cut all the way through the rope, and he had to take the sword to cut through it the rest of the way. Yeah. And then the messer cut through the tubes very cleanly. For Jeff, his by knife, even though just the tip... (laughs) broke off um, oh boy the pie knife 
worked on the rope well and it cut with one swing mm-hmm. and his balance on the messer was great did well good cuts through the tubes and so jeff wins wow is really right. something so johns was just outperformed in the sharpness yep. test and the balance and weight weren't as good as mm. jeff's so jeff wins it congratulations jeff good job to all the guys on this episode yeah. You know, we're even if we give you crap for something that happens or a mistake like that, obviously we've never done it. So well, we're getting better. We're getting at, better, yeah. and <laughs> we're just joking. So please don't take any of this personal. Don't hate us, and guys. Guys, go follow <laughs> all of these guys on Instagram, like John Thuner at Mister Bug seventy eight, Tanner Hetke at Germanic underscore Forge, Jason Palmer at Blossoms and Blades Forge, and then Jeff Peters at Old, Old Wolf. Wolf Forge. So congratulations, Jeff. Again, great job to all the Smiths yeah. in this episode. This was a fun one. Yeah, it was a tough been, one. It was a tough one. They've definitely been keeping the pressure on yeah. this season. After the long running season last you yeah. know, last season, they've really came back and they've kept up yep. the good stuff yeah. so far. So we're only, if it's as long as last season, we're about halfway through. <laughs> and they've been holding up pretty consistently. Yeah. So it's been good. So thanks to everybody who has been following us and liking our yep. stuff and subscribing and all that good stuff. And while we're here, we'll show off a couple of things that we have on our little set. What do we got? We got this uh, Randolph Blades glass all that right. was gifted to us. That came straight out of uh, Blade Show. Blade Show yep. from Dana Dupuy. Um, we also have my knife on the table that I bought from Belmont Blade Works. Little Bubba. Bubba. We have my first knife right. that I completed, well, relatively completed with the paracord handle. I just wanted to have it nearby while we talked. It's It had a different aesthetic, a different feel. As you don't scare me show. with that, Chris. You just wanted it nearby when we talked? Yeah, of yeah. course. I'm, I'm becoming one of those people that I need a knife near me at all times. Okay, so. yeah. And then, of course, we have. Oh yeah! What's this? Some beef jerky yeah. that Sean made. That made this that is, last night. This is going to Bronze Stout, our giveaway winner. Okay, so good. I hope he enjoys that. We also have our knife banner, which this may be the last time you see it because this is going to be sent out to yeah, Bronze Stout good. along with that beef jerky right here. And I also have a bottle of hot sauce around the corner okay. that I'm going to be sending out as part of this. And that'll cover a good yeah. chunk of some of the giveaway items that we yeah, my have to send out. Nicolaitis Blade Works koozie. Oh, that's uh, a great koozie you have there. Harpoon, Duncan, Summer, Coffee Pale Ale. You're not sponsored by any of those companies. But I'll, but if they want to sponsor us. I would say no. no. I like the beer. Mmm. Good stuff. And then you can't not talk about this the, bad boy the right old, here. The old tomahawk. The old tomahawk. We haven't done our video to test this thing yet, but we can do it soon. All I right. really, really want to get get a chopping. Get get a chopping. This, I want to build a target too. Maybe oh, try yeah. doing some axe throwing with this right. bad boy. See how it holds up. Mm. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Josh Weston and Jason Reddick yeah. have been working together to teach these uh, throwing axe forging classes. Right. Where you go to this place, you forge out the throwing axe, and then you throw it and actually pretty awesome. Do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So 
I keep thinking about this and I keep seeing this and I come downstairs and I swing it around and be like, oh yeah, I can, I could really do some damage to something. You don't scare me with that, Chris. I'm not trying to scare you. All right. This is, we're just a knife household Uh now. This is how it works. This is the (laughs) the industry we put our feet into. That's what we we got ourselves into. Yeah. So. All right. That's well, it. We'll, we'll we'll wrap this up. Yeah, we're just rambling at we're this point. Wild. So thank you everybody for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And uh, be on the lookout. We might be changing things up soon. Yeah, yeah. We might try, try something new. Try something new. So so we'll keep see. watching, keep listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. So we brought come yeah. Uh, 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 uh.